Welcome to Conversations with the Authors. Welcome back to Conversations with the Authors. I'm your host, Daniel. I'm Daryl. I'm Sandra. Thank you for pressing the play button, and thank you, Alexander Nakarada, for the intro, as always. Today, we're going to talk about the character growth, and uh, we're going to talk about the uh, character arc, and uh, why it's so important. Now, we've talked about story structure before, uh, and this is sort of like a more precise, uh, intimate look into... Uh, how something like that affects a character on a, uh, well, character scale. Daryl, Sandra, mm-hmm. uh, you wrote the highly rated Eric Hoffer nominated How Nicholas Became Santa Claus, and I'm sure that character arcs and character growth uh, are something that you had to uh, deal with. Uh, so I guess for our new listeners, our new readers... Uh, the question I should start with is, what is a character arc? Well, a character arc uh, is is really, we're referring to the transformation or development of that character and what he undergoes through in the story. It, it, you can literally think of it as an arc, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, as he goes over his problems and he goes over his discoveries and how he becomes the person he was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the character arcs are important in stories because you have to have a character that evolves. Good. Because my next question was, are character arcs something that you should uh, uh, you know, worry about? Are they important? They're very important, especially when your environment is also one of the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as you said before, uh, all of these things are what are, make our characters seem more realistic. They seem they resonate with our readers, uh, and it's these things that uh, bring the characters to life. You know, uh, you know, it's just not just a character arc, but in real life, we we have we have arcs. Each human being starts out as a baby, and as they become an adult and they enter their elderhood, they learn things. Mm-hmm. You're not the same person you were at 60 that you were at 20. You right. change. Right. Because there is an arc. You've learned things. Right. You, you hear the old saying, I wish I knew then what I know now. Right. Because right. it would have probably changed your trajectory. In your experience, what is it that a novice author tends to have trouble with when developing a character arc? Making it relatable to the reader. Mm-hmm. I think forgetting that the uh, that the character has to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a probably a, a freshman mistake. You know, it's it's important to have some evolution. Right. Evolution is the, is the basis of of life on this planet. And evolution is the basis of change in the story and having an exciting story. Right. And in addition. Uh, novice characters, uh, at least in my opinion, uh, have difficulty creating realistic obstacles and conflict that effectively challenges their uh, characters and their development, which, you know, uh, helps them move forward through the story. Uh, and having that said, uh, you guys have written for a long time. Uh, while this is Nicholas's third edition, you're you're not new to writing, creative writing. 
Right. Um, so from a quote-unquote veteran standpoint, what would a veteran then have trouble with when writing a character arc? I, I think a veteran might have a problem with... Well, if he's a veteran, he, he's probably gotten over that issue, one would think. But making too complex of an arc, right. I think. Right, because he's certainly not going to have the yeah. same troubles that a new writer's going to yeah, have. Right. Yeah. You, you, you want to keep things as as simple as possible. Simple right. is always better. And, you know, you know, and also we talked about, in our last podcast, we talked about uh, the uh, how you make and how you keep the endings from being boring and predictable. In that same sense, Daryl, it sounds to me like you're also saying that veteran authors need to try to break away from what they normally do. Add a twist on it, as you were saying about the endings mm -hmm. uh, last podcast. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's just like a songwriter. When he writes a song, it's it, it, it could be a hit song, it could be a flop. But if it's a hit, he might write another song and then it sounds similar. He writes another song that sounds similar. Everybody has a style. You know, if you played a Beatles song right now, mm -hmm. you know probably that, well, that's their style. That's them. Right, right. You know, and so in, in writing, you also want to make sure that you don't sound the same and you don't start repeating things over and over again. Right. You know, um, I, I think that can be a fatal mistake. I was... Uh, Interested in hearing a discussion once upon a time about, for instance, the, the show Bewitched. Yes. Uh -huh. You know, mm -hmm. and, and, mm -hmm. and why it ended. And one of the things that infuriated the audience is that they got a little lax in one of their last episodes, and it may have been the last episode, they repeated something. It was on telling the truth. It was like a liar, liar, like that movie uh -huh. where they yeah. did Darren yeah. Well, they had done that in several oh. seasons back. And it didn't seem like they tried to do anything to to uh, to change that or evoke any memories they, they in really him just about what had happened before. They regurgitated the same story. Right. The only thing they changed about it was the actor mm -hmm. that was playing Darren. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> and so, in your opinion, Sandy, um, what would you add to that in terms of an, a veteran writer so, uh, dealing with the challenges of character arcs? Sticking to your sticking to your outline and your your detail that you're putting mm -hmm. into it, but not overdoing the details so that you get stuck in the mud. Right. You know what? And, and and I think tap into your creativity, right? You know, and be be creative and don't be lazy, uh, because sometimes, especially when you're, when you're writing a series of things. Uh, you, you can have a tendency of, of uh, uh, being a little bored with it and and not being creative. And and these are important for uh, character growth, is it not? Character art. Well, if you you know, and if you're bored bored with the audience, is going to be bored with it too. Mm -hmm. They they can see that. So keep it fresh. Right. Don't forget to use your imagination. Use yes, exactly. You took the words out of my mouth. Right. And. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, just be imaginative. Right. And don't be afraid to throw in something that doesn't look like it fits. Right. Because it, it probably does for that particular situation. Now, character growth is at the heart of storytelling. You know, the character arcs, it's, it's all part of it. And it has a 
it allows readers to connect, as we were saying before, uh, with characters on a deeper level. Uh, and characters that don't have strong arcs, you know, or depth or complexity, I mean, it can, it can be an issue. So when it comes to character growth, what is it that authors, both novice and veteran, uh, should keep in mind? Well, you, growth is a, a, an important part of life. It's also an important part of a story, too. And the character arc, for instance, you can take, uh, uh, as we, you know, the example of Star Wars uh, and, and character growth. Uh, this is a negative character growth. Uh, when, you, when you have uh, the character of uh, uh, Darth Vader as a young person, and uh, uh, he's all of this <clears throat> idealism that he had of, of, about life and, and what was right or wrong became distorted right. as he grew older. And it I became think, more jaded. I think, I think that is okay. definitely something that uh, authors uh, tend to forget is that, uh, as you're saying, Daryl, mm. uh, character growth does not have to be positive. No, not at all. They don't all have to change for the better. Yeah. And there's uh, going to be some characters in your story that don't grow at all. Right. You know, and, and even, even when you think about The Godfather, Michael was a good guy. You know, yeah. uh, right. but but uh, you know, being associated with uh, his with the, with his father, the Don, eventually, you know, he felt he had to take over, and he became a pretty bad guy. Right. So he yeah. had an arc, and, and it and it kind of reminds me of uh, DC Comics, um, the Joker, mm -hmm. um, the character, not necessarily the movie. There's a storyline where he's this failed comic. He has a girlfriend, and she's pregnant, and um, something happens to his, his family, which changes him. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't go in the direction you expect it to go. There is also, I think it's an Elsewhere story uh, from D.C., but it's, what, it's Thomas Wayne is Batman, and Martha uh, is traumatized at the death of Bruce, and there's a character growth in the negative that happens with her. And mm -hmm. being vague, because I don't want to spoil the story for anybody who hasn't read them, uh, but uh, as you're saying, Daryl, mm -hmm. to your point, it's not always a positive growth. It's not always a positive. And you know what? And a, and a character growth uh, can continue in, in various mm -hmm. directions. Let's take our example of uh, Darth Vader uh, as, as, he, as uh, a young man. Blog, I got his name, is a young man. Um, Anakin. Anakin mm -hmm. Skywalker uh, becomes jaded. His mother gets killed. He, he, he becomes uh, negative about a lot of things and people and, and develops a lot of uh, uh, selfish and self-serving ideas. Uh, but then when his son comes along, uh, in order to save his son, he has to kill the emperor. So now he's on the side of what we right. term good. He's, he's arced again. Right. You know, back to back to the, the you know, know, and, and a good guy. And you're right, Sandy. It, it it does it does have to do with consistency. Know mm -hmm. you know what your character's background and where you're taking them, and sort of stick to your guns in a sense. Um, and while there's conflict and challenge, and there's going to be meaningful obstacles and challenges for them to grow. Again, meaningful doesn't necessarily mean good. 
as right. you again you said uh you know with mm-hmm. uh our old friend Anakin you know mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so um what is the best way for an author to keep the char- the the character's growth to seem uh natural keeping in mind uh that the character arc may or may not be formally present make your character interactions as natural mm-hmm. as possible right. watch the people around mm-hmm. you read the read the newspapers and see how people interact read books to see how mm-hmm. people interact and then observe your environment too mm-hmm. as well you know and the people around you you know there are people around you who are good people who are bad people there are some people who've changed you know uh, as as they go through right life. and i think um you know, in screenwriting, uh, we, we talk about this a lot. Um, I think, like you're saying before, to your point with the outline, that you should um, sort of establish a clear idea uh, of what or who your character's personality or what your character's personality is, mm-hmm. and, and and keep that in mind as you move them forward. So you know their weaknesses, you know their desires, you know their fears, you know their strengths, and you know what you know their weaknesses are. And know your environment. If you're like within how Nicholas became Santa Claus, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of forestry involved. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I watched forest preserves through the seasons, all four seasons, Mm -hmm. for all the years I was writing the book. Mm -hmm. And before I turned the outline over to your father, that was 10 years. Yeah. Well, you know, and 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 forests like in this story can be a character too as well because it, it changes and affects the people. Uh, but uh, all of these people had either a good, uh, intimate relationship with the forest, or right. they did not. Uh, and another thing that I think you do well, Daryl, certainly, is we talk how amazing your descriptions are within the book and how uh, it's very cinematic. It's very much like watching a movie. Uh, so you're, you would probably agree with me when I say that I think that you should show and don't tell. Absolutely. Well, I, I think that's a, a, a common, you know, you know instead common of, I mean, instead of like explicitly stating that a character is, you know, uh, such and such, you know, their actions or their decisions show this. You know, it's sort of the idea of like your actions are stronger than, right? Well, you know, it, it, it right? makes Words, me laugh a little right? bit. I, I think about that. I, I remember when I was a kid watching the old Long Ranger, Lone Ranger series. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they were going on breaks between commercials, stay tuned for this exciting episode of the Lone Ranger. And I'm going like, he's telling me it's exciting. Right. You know, how about showing me it's right. exciting? Let me be you the know? judge. And, and so you show, don't tell uh, is something that's pretty common in writing and a, probably a, a, a pretty good uh, uh, thing to pay attention to. Because nobody wants you to dictate to them whether this is good or this is bad. Show me right. with a story. One of my favorite inspirations when I was taking creative writing was a, pl- a show called CBS Radio Mystery Theater. Mm-hmm. And it came on about 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And Daddy and I would li- lay in the bed and listen to that at the end of the day because... 
we wanted something different than medicine to go to bed on. It was quite a bit different from television, too, because you had to use your imagination. Okay. And, and briefly, um, your story deals with an ensemble, much like The Avengers or Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. And I've been told, by the way, that your book is better than all of those. Yeah. <laughs> I like ensembles. Um, I prefer ensemble. What is the best way to depict character growth in an ensemble? Well, how the characters play off of one another, and that's the whole fun of having an ensemble, because you've got uh, people with uh, different uh, belief systems, you've got people uh, with different uh, susceptibilities, and and uh, you've got people that uh, uh, are skeptics and believers, and you've got people who have all kinds of ideas about uh, what they're doing and a different way of doing it. And so you get to play off all of that. You get to play one against the other. You know? So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a curveball here. Um, the world itself. You're building this world upon the story that, that you know that, which is which is playing out here. The world can be a character, right? It is a character, theoretically. Um, how would you then show character growth for the world itself? Well, you know, if if in fact the, uh, the the world the world you're in is a character, uh, you can show its evolution mm -hmm. too and how it evolves mm -hmm. and changes. I'll give you an example. Uh, on uh, if you watch the movie Beauty and the Beast, the world was a character. Mm -hmm. It was dark. It was gloomy, and uh, there were clouds all the time. It was always night. But uh, and the resolution of the story at the end, and I, I don't think I'm spoiling it for anybody. The sun came back out, the right. green came back, right. you know, and uh, the sky was blue again. Right. You know, it's so it, sort of symbolism uh, to the point. It, it really did evolve. In, in our story, as you went from scene to scene to scene, the light changed, the aurora mm -hmm. changed, the odors changed, right, right. the sounds changed, the way the the plants reacted. But all of these changes, like you're saying, would then reflect how the world has changed via the characters, whether it's the geography. Yeah, it was, it was, it was more or, than just natural right. changes that one would expect uh, on, on, the, on the world. Right. But uh, these were uh, <clears throat> of the, because of the actions and beliefs of, of the characters in the story. Too. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And I guess when it comes to, you know, side characters and and ancillary characters. It's really, you know, why you can't necessarily show how the bread maker's life has changed in terms of story arc or character growth. You can sort of subtly show the little differences. You know, maybe now and now instead of it being dark and gloomy and, you know, the windows of the shop are all closed, maybe now the shop is open and, you know, he's happily baking bread outside. So it sort of gives you an idea. But what that, you have to remember, too, is that for each of your characters... They eat the character views right. that world as theirs. So right. everybody has their own individual world. Right. Well, I think and that's, like bumper cars. I think that's pretty bubbles. natural, though. Mm -hmm. every, every, especially when you're a child growing up, you think the world was created for you. Right. Yes. So, you know, and, and you think sometimes you might think as you're growing up, before right. you learn better, that everything is supposed to conform to your beliefs and, and what you want out of it. You know, you know what, dear listeners? Uh, while you were growing up, something was being created for you. Uh, some of you uh, who are growing up uh, 
you know, uh, mentally and some of you physically. And uh, Nicholas was created for you, this wonderful book about how Nicholas became Santa Claus. Uh, and it's got a perfect example of character growth and arcs. And if you want to check it out, you can check out our Facebook page at TroopBooks.com. You can check out our Instagram at TroopBooks, our X at TroopBooks. And uh, you can check out our TikTok at TroopBooks, where you can find a link to the author page at the Ewings Publishing. And you can pick up a hardcover or a soft cover. And I hope next time when you read it, you'll send us a message and perhaps we can talk with you next time on Conversations with the Authors. 